We talk a lot about digital marketing on this podcast. Frankly, it's what this whole podcast is about, is how you can do digital marketing and be a more effective marketer. But hearing it from us as an agency is one thing. Hearing it from a manufacturer who lives and breathes it is something completely different. On today's episode, we bring on a manufacturer who has scaled and built a tremendously successful business, all by using content and creating wonderful, valuable pieces of information that his audience is looking for and finding online. This is an awesome testimonial on how you can use content and use digital marketing to drive more demand for your business. There's a ton of great insights here, great data, great information for you, and I'm excited for you to get it. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov, and we are really excited about today's show. We've got Mike Fodi with Innovate Building Products on the show with us. Welcome to the show, Mike. Uh, thanks so much, Beth. It's a pleasure to be on. So, Mike, why don't you just kick us off and tell us a little bit about Innovate Building Solutions and your role within the company? Absolutely. Be happy to. So, first, Innovate Building Solutions is a little bit of an eclectic business. First, we are, on a regional level, we are a distributor and a remodeler. So, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and in Columbus, Ohio, we do bathroom remodeling projects. We do also have, and this is actually where we started, a specialty glass block business, which was actually the original business that we have, and then do home organization designs and installation systems, things like closets, garages, garage cabinetry, entryways, et cetera. And then on a nationwide basis, and this is what makes us somewhat unique, is probably the biggest part of our business and the fastest growing is we're a nationwide wholesaler and we sell niche oriented products. We have a, a laminated shower and tub wall and kitchen wall panel system and some unique lines of glass flooring and uh, some glass box systems. So that's what we're doing nationwide. And that's Innovate Building Solutions. And as far as my role within the business, I would say, first, my role is to be a visionary, kind of what's what's new, what's hot, what markets are we going after, what products you know do we have or should we have? And then the other part of my role, I would say I'm a DMG, and I would define that as a, a digital marketing geek, even though... You know, I'm uh, you know not a 29 year old, and I'm you know I don't play a millennial on TV either. I guide kind of our digital program, and I participate in it. And I'm sure we'll end up chatting about blogging, and I'm also involved with being I'm going to say a spokesmodel, and I'll tell you an ugly one at that. But starting to do a bunch of videos now, and uh, I would say I'm an evangelist for the things that we do, whether it's through blogging or speaking to groups or presenting to clients basically marketing methods we use and or new products that we have. So in in my day job, I do get definitely involved in sales. I'm more of a sales marketing guy. Mm-hmm. And so my primary focus in sales is with our dealers. We have a dealer network we're setting up with this laminate wall panel system who are predominantly remodelers, non-stocking, but promoting remodelers. And then we've also ventured into accounts, things like modular home builders and factor modular home factories, single family rentals, apartments, senior housing. So that's that in a nutshell is what I do and that it does not keep me bored. That's for sure. Might have been shorter if we ask you what you don't do at your company. That was like <laughs> and, and you when do, do you, everything. And You're when a man do you of sleep? all hats. 
Yeah, when, yeah. when do you sleep? <laughs> well, yeah, my wife thinks I should be sleeping more hours than I do, and I'm a, a bit of a workaholic. That's you know, I may get over it one of these days, but at this point, I do definitely work a lot. I'd say. Mike, we've got lots to talk to you about. I also would like to put in the official petition for changing our podcast name to DMG Podcast. That's right. I I like that a lot. But before we dive into all of that, you said something really interesting, which is like your main job is to be a visionary and, you know, to keep a pulse on the industry and what's hot. And we know better than anybody else. There's not a plethora of information out there telling you what's up and coming and building materials. So I'm just interested to hear how you're keeping a pulse and what resources you're looking at and what avenues you're gathering that inspiration from. Right. I mean, as you guys are aware, and as I've mentioned to you, you know, I definitely listen to podcasts. So whether it's running around in my basement or driving in the car on the on the way to work, I love to take in new information. I, I tell people in my business, there's two purposes that I have or two things that drive me personally. You know, one is obviously we're a for-profit business and, and hopefully we're going to make profit. So that's a good thing. And then the other thing that drives me is learning. I just, I love to learn. So uh, podcasts are a big thing, uh, researching online to what's up, uh, going to, you know, things like KBiz and, and the International Builder Show are phenomenal because you could see, touch, feel, and ask about new products and markets. So to me, it's really podcast or a key thing, blogs, you know, different people's blogs and markets, and then attending trade shows are where I learned the most. If I can ask the question, you know, like you're talking and describing yourself being like a digital marketing, like that's just like the thing you love, like you're passionate about. How in the world did you get into this? Like be like totally real with me. Like your primary role is sales, being a visionary. Like, why are you doing the things you're doing? Like, why are you doing this? Well, the the basic reason is many a number of years ago, a marketing company that we dealt with said, oh, I think you should blog. And so I started blogging. And then what really got me into blogging was when we started getting serious about looking at the numbers from blogging. And I would see how this thing, you know, originally the blog was small in relation to my website. And then eventually the blog our first blog became the same amount of traffic as my website. And now the blog has three and a half times the traffic of one website on another site I've got. It's actually more than that. And so to me, it's sometimes when you see the results of it and you say, oh, wow, this is actually a very important thing and I need to do it. And plus, I guess on our end, unlike maybe a lot of you know very big companies where they can throw a lot of money at things, you know, I'm an entrepreneurial company. So you know, I don't want to give all my money to Mr. Google in pay-per-click ads, and I can't afford big, expensive national publications to promote products that we're doing nationwide. So I look at understanding and being successful at digital marketing as pretty much essential to what we do. And and I find it kind of, I mean, I kind of find it fun because you never, as you guys know, you can never get to the bottom of it and you can never be an expert at all this stuff. You can just try to keep up as best you can and then know people smarter than you and bring them in to help you out at the, at the right stages. Like, how is it helping your sales? Like, obviously you're seeing uptick in traffic and things of that nature. Is it actually benefiting your business? Oh yeah. As far as sales go, I mean, we ended up in a very unique situation in that one of our 
uh, the original product that our company's based on is actually right now I would say it's a declining product. I think it's got potential to not decline, but that's a, that's another story for another day. But as we've gotten into some new products like this laminate wall panel system that I think is going to be a phenomenal opportunity for us, I've seen how I've been able to grow this product dramatically even in its first year. And I really started promoting the launch of this product before the product we even had material in the country. I promoted it so much that one woman before we launched it, it had a blog comment where she said something like, hey, Mike, it's t- you know, you need to cough up the goods was what she said. <laughs> she goes, quit writing about this stuff. I want to see the product. And it was so funny because when we launched the product and I did a post about it, I used her comment and, and said, yes, okay. I forgot what her name was. I said, hey, now I'm coughing up the goods. We actually have the stuff in this country and we're ready to send it. But our growth of this product line to me would, I don't think would have happened without having the digital channels that we were already using because we had built up you know, a people who followed us and an email list and we had a Pinterest account that was delivering for us. And so where we're growing, which is predominantly driven off a new product to this country, was able to leverage what we had already built up to kind of jumpstart what we were doing. Mike, you mentioned a couple of things that you aren't doing or didn't do to gain traffic. You didn't do a ton of ads on Google. You didn't do you know, very expensive print publications. So how did you acquire so much traffic on your blogs? What were you doing to promote it? What we do today, we really have, today it's really a teamwork effort. So I'm predominantly the one that blogs and I'll find images for the blog. Then Michelle, uh, Rui, who's my marketing manager, she'll take that information, resize the images, post it up, finish it up, and then we spin that out into different social networks. I mean, some of the things that we, where we get traffic for these products that we wholesale is actually in a network that most people would say building materials don't do well. And that's in probably our number one lead generator up until this point has been Pinterest. And which is kind of a weird thing. Most people think of Pinterest as, you know, hey, I'm going out there for a cookie recipe or to buy a wedding dress. A lot of times people don't think of building materials in Pinterest, but we've had great success because Pinterest is a visual network. And I think when you think of building, well, the kind of building products we have, which are visual, people need to be inspired. If it's consumer, right? They need to be inspired and say, oh, that's cool. And once they think it's cool, they'll click on an article and then they'll begin to learn. And if they go to that article and there's a lead magnet and they you know, give us their information for some type of download or free sample, then we're now in a position to continue to sort of impact them. So, you know, we found that content marketing and and generating an email list and, and really building a relationship with people really matters because the reality is, I think when you go to a website for building products, I'd say 98% of the people are not ready to buy. However, most people's websites completely ignore that. So there's, you know, there's always a button that says, hey, free estimate or a button that says, you know, click here to or call us. But the reality is most people are not going to call you. So even if you have a pay-per-click and you go to the site, you, know, you may have paid uh, Google for that person to come to your site, but they're not ready to buy. They're really in an information gathering situation. And so 
I look at content marketing, really it's education that sets up future sales. But, you know, the window of time between education and the sale can be, could be years, right? It could be, it could be quick. It could be they, you know, their, their shower was leaking yesterday and they're looking to buy now yesterday. But <laughs> in most cases, that's not the case. They're looking to, oh, wow, wouldn't it be nice if we could redo this bathroom or redo these windows? So we want to be the people that in that research phase, we basically become the trusted source, right? We become the people they think, wow, those people really know a couple things. And then when they are ready, it's logical for them to say, well, we definitely want to call Innovate Building Solutions. You know, they've been sending us this stuff for, you know, for years now. If you've listened to us at all, you know that we totally believe in everything that you're saying. But for the building materials, lead times or buyer journey is very long. But you're saying you really are seeing this strategy of we blog to top middle of the sales funnel and we see that lead to sales. Like you would attribute significant sales numbers or sales growth to your blogging efforts. Oh, yeah. Right now, if we look at our nationwide sales, we don't have a a sales force that flies around the country and knocks on doors. We are driven by digital marketing to generate leads. And then we've got inside people who you know work with, whether it's a contractor, consumer, or a potential dealer or an account to convert them. Now, if it's a larger account or, or dealer, we may visit those people, but we don't have people on the road and we're not running ads. So our strategy is really very... I'd say blog-centric today, although as we, as we talk about where we're going in 2020, we're, gonna ev- we're evolving that literally as we speak to be a little more multi-platform actually right now. I need to make sure I'm, I'm really clear on this, Mike. So what you're saying is you don't have an outside sales team. Your business is 100% driven by digital. Is that right? Well, nationwide business. In our local markets, we have field people that go out and run leads in the regional remodeling. But in the nationwide segment of the business, that's correct. We don't have people knocking on doors, you know, all across the country. How big is your list, Mike? Like the email list that you used to market to people, how big is that? Yeah. And there's different lists as you can imagine, but with our main website, we're, I think right now about 23,800 on it. And then I've got another business that Today, it's kind of a weird situation. I've got a home organization business, which is today, it's completely regional. Yet, you know, I've got a 5,000 people on the email list and 96% of my traffic is nationwide, which I haven't figured out what to do with yet. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's because of blogging. Even though we're a regional, we're a regional company, we have 96% of our traffic into the site that is nationwide. Today, I currently have no place to go with them, but you know, there's, there's ideas in my head, but it's, it's not high enough on the list to, to do anything with it. But yeah, the blogging is going to get you, I think done right, is going to get, I mean, people want to learn before they're ready to talk to somebody to buy. And I think you know, the challenge with content development or blogging as one, one platform of it is it takes a consistent, disciplined approach and so that's where most people, they don't want to do that. So they get forced into buying pay-per-click ads. And of course, the competitor down the street is also forced to buy pay-per-click ads. And their competitor down the street is buying pay-per-click ads. So what happens is, right, pay-per-click costs 
go up and up and up. And and obviously, you know, I forgot what Google's profit as percent of sales is. It's something like 20%. So, you know, why is this happening? Well, it's because I'd say most people aren't taking the long road to success. I'm going to call content development the long road to success. And they're not staying consistent to a content platform, whether it's, you know, podcasting like you guys do or or videos or blogging, whatever that platform is, and really establishing, putting their flagpole in the ground to be successful with it. It's not going to happen overnight. So I think most people give up way before they get results and or don't learn maybe how to get better results. They give up before it starts paying off. It's true. It's like going to the gym. It's like I go to the gym one time and I'm really sore. I'm like, that really hurt. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> but the more I go, the stronger I get and the less painful it is. Like that momentum is so important. But if I can go back to one quick thing, you mentioned you have 20,000 people in your list, Mike, and you broadcast it out and people are already asking like, oh, I want this new product as you start promoting it. Is that list 100%? Like, did you develop that organically or did you buy that list? No, there's nothing bought. Okay, so you have to tell me, how did you create it? Well, we track goals in each month. So like if I look at the month of October on my Innovate Building Solutions site, we had 1,250 goals achieved. What goals are to us, you know, I would love to say, oh, these are all phone calls and free estimates. And they are not. You know, a big number in that would be newsletter signups, people who have gone to some piece of content and they, they decided to download this guide or we have a free sample with our wall panel business, free samples work really well. And so they've asked for a free sample or they've made a phone call or a free estimate. So the newsletter signups are really where we get that. And it's through content is where we get the most of the newsletter signups. And then, you know, they're giving us basically permission to, you know, continue to chat with them. And, you know, therein lies really the the fun part because, we're building a digital relationship with somebody and we may not know that person at all. And that person may contact us two years later, but they feel like they know us because if the content is written well, or the video is done well, it's not boring, right? Even though people look at building materials and say, ah, you know, how can a two by four, how can be a wall panel system be, be interesting or fun? Well, you know, if you're writing well enough or you're doing a video well enough or your podcast, right? If your podcast, if you and Beth talked in a monotone and, you know, if it was boring, people would not continue to come back and listen, right? It's interesting and they like the banter. So I think with content development, it's certainly about having an element of personality. It's really edutainment, you know, education and entertainment. So you don't want to you know, in the beginning of blogging, I would say most people, you know, it's going to be sort of a, you know, a Joe Friday, just the facts, ma'am, kind of writing or delivery. But as you get more and more into it, I think the key is to be uniquely you. It's the authenticity of, of who that person is, no matter how wacky you are. I, I know for me, what I would hope is that if people read my blogs, and if they met me in real life, they'd say, well, you're the same wacky dude on your blogs, right? You're the same guy. So I think writing or content, podcast writing, videos, whatever, that content needs to have personality. And that's where I think even some of the bigger companies, it can be tough because they may look at it and say, well, we're, you know, I don't know, take some big, huge 
building material company will, you know, it's got to all be very buttoned up and, and, and be sanitized for your protection. Well, that's kind of boring. And most people aren't into it. I mean, if we think of YouTubers we follow or bloggers we like, it's usually we like the person. And, and so I've seen some companies do some neat things. I know I listened to the John Burns Real Estate Podcast. You were talking about trends and visionary. I listened to that because it's got some great concepts and ideas about the market just generally. And there's a guy, I think his name is Dean Worley, and he's fun and he's funny and he's delivering real estate trend information, but it's fun at the same time. So he's working for a bigger company, but you know him as the host of the podcast, he's delivering that content in an entertaining way. And so I want to listen to that. Yeah, I want to get the info, but I don't want to be bored, right? Because we all have the attention span of a gnat you know, anymore. Mike, I'm tempted to just continue to talk to you about your success with content marketing, but you mentioned that in 2020, you guys are branching out from just blogging and entertaining or engaging in some new digital channels. So I'd love to hear about how you plan on building on your existing success in 2020. Yeah, the number one thing, Beth, that we're doing, and we've started it, and, and our first one is supposed to go out to our email list on Tuesday. So we were literally talking about, hey, uh, we're launching something called Innovate Building Insights. And it's, it's basically video content that we're going to deliver every two weeks. So my background, one of the things that's a little atypical about me is back in the day, about 10 years ago, I used to be involved in professional speaking and it was about a third of what I used to spend my time on. And so I'm comfortable being in front of a group. So my feeling was the blogs are good. And when you're writing in the blogs, well, you're writing like yourself, you're being who you are, but Video combined with the blog is better. And so we tested something in 1999 where we went into our top, I think, like 20 blog posts. And then we found video that we had already produced and we inserted the video inside the blog post. And those average posts, they went up from about three and a half minutes, people being on them to five. So when we did that, we looked and said, ah, people will go deeper in our content if we give them video with the blog. So what we're doing now is we're going to do video content. So the first one we did, we took our top blog post and we basically repurposed it into video. And so I've got a young guy, Dylan, who's a sales rep for us, loves video. And so he shot it and edited it and we're Michelle's now, we're kind of tweaking it and, you know, trying to do the SEO stuff to launch it up to YouTube. We're going to insert it on the post. And so now if somebody goes to that blog post that's already popular, now there's video content to go to it. And then also, obviously, video is growing probably the most. So my, my feeling is that maybe there's a whole new set of eyeballs in video that, you know, instead of having professionally produced quote unquote stuff... This is a little more casual style, but it's more, oh boy, you know, we're showing it kind of more raw, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's more authentic. And then the hope is to really create where people, again, feel like they really know us. And so in this first one, I talked about some of these wall panel products and I interviewed one of my guys. It was five things nobody tells you about shower and tub wall panels. And I interviewed one of my one of my field guys about 
you know, people think you need specialized tools. And so, you know, we're going to do video with the blogging and I feel it's going to do really well. I think there's, there's eyeballs that don't know about us on YouTube and on video channels, but that don't get to know us. And then we're of course going to redistribute these videos to our email list. So, you know, our goal is to get people who already follow us email wise to also follow our YouTube channel, because obviously they know us the best. So we want to take advantage of those people and hopefully they'll share our content too. And, and uh, all will be good. We'll have to do a follow-up to hear how your results match or how your results compare at the end of 2020 to the end of 2019. We'd love to hear it. Yes. For us in 2020, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, I've got a multi-unit blog that's geared at kind of like the multi-unit bathroom projects. And so I'm going to try to blog more on that. And my Innovate Building Solutions site, actually, I'm going to blog less. So I'm going to use the video content. So I've changed my mix of content to add some video. And then on my one main site, I'm actually going to blog less because I don't think I need to blog as much as I'm doing. Uh, my, my articles are usually pretty in-depth. They're usually like 1,500 to 2,500 words. So they're not, there's some meat to them. And I, I don't think I need to be doing actually as much as I am in that. Well, we've actually seen, you know, direct correlation between length of post and ranking on Google too. Meaning if you've got a 1,500 word article versus an 800 word article, the likelihood that 1,500 word article is going to rank higher is actually much greater just because Google sees that as the depth and quality of content is greater than one that's shorter. So I'm not telling you to double down across the board. I just think it's interesting. Like it, it doesn't surprise me you're ranking well because you've got such good content. Right. And I think when a lot of people get into this, it might be frustrating at first because they'll write something and say, oh, it's just not that good. And when I think of uh, Jim Rome, I don't know if you remember him, he used to be the sports, uh, the sports announcer guy. He used to have a, a saying that said, have a take, don't suck. And when people talk to me about blogging or content development, I said, you know, in the beginning, I think you need to have a take and be okay sucking. The reality is that we don't start out great, right? I'm, I'm teaching my daughter how to drive a car and I thought she would be fine doing reverse. I found out I was wrong, right? <laughs> so that was a car repair. Uh, but oh, how do you learn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you learn unless you just do it? And if you compare yourself to people who've been doing it for years, you know, you'll be nothing but disappointed. So I think, you know, when you look at this stuff, you say, hey, let's just do it. And then, you know, I read a lot. I read about people who write about blogging, right? Bloggers who write about blogging. So I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to listen to podcasts like yours to learn more about digital marketing. So I think people who do this, you have to say, well, I'm on a learning journey and you know, I'm getting better at it every day and I'll hopefully be better at it tomorrow than I am today. But don't expect to be great in the beginning because none of us are. Just say, hey, let, let's just do it. And in the beginning, it actually doesn't matter anyway because nobody's seeing the stuff anyway because you haven't built anything up. So you got nothing to lose because in the beginning, you're kind of all alone. You got to kind of build it, right? You got to build it sometimes from scratch. You're kind of walking us there, Mike, but one of the last things I want to ask you is what advice would you give to a manufacturer that wants to either become more effective in their content marketing or even just get started with content marketing? Well, I mean, I guess one of the challenges I see with manufacturers today is many of them are very provincial and, and almost siloed in that they don't view 
marketing is a partnership with their customers. So one of the things I would tell them is, if possible, to first make sure to include your dealer, your distribution channel into that marketing effort. Could be sharing good things that those dealers are doing and what they're learning and, and trying to conclude them in the process. But you were saying what as far as where to where to start with it, Beth, or, or what, what in general start. to advise them? Yeah, either where to start or, you know, if someone feels like they're just not seeing the return on investment that you're speaking to, what do you think they should? So maybe that's a better question. Let's stick with that instead of where to get started. If someone's blogging consistently or they're trying some content marketing strategies and they're just not seeing traction or results or they're feeling frustrated, what would you recommend to keep them on the right track or that they would look that they should look at as a way to pivot strategies in 2020? I guess I would first say if they're not getting results, might be to talk to somebody smarter than them. So whether it's your digital marketing company or let's say it's somebody that is another manufacturer, not competitive, that you think is doing a bang up job, you know, go on to LinkedIn, find out who their main marketing person is, connect with that main marketing person, say, hey, you know, we're not getting the results. You guys are cleaning up. Would you be willing to share with me? what you've learned and how you've gone about it because it's not working for me. So I think a lot of cases, it's just really, to me, you know, if I wanted to be a great basketball player, I would need to play basketball with people who are better than me and say, you know, what are you doing? How do you make that move? You know, how do you go about this? So I would say to reach out to people smarter and, and just tell them, Hey, I'm really trying hard here. It, it doesn't look good. What do you think I'm doing wrong? And then you know, basically shut up and listen to what they're telling you, you know, because it's it's not rocket science, but there's a lot to it. I mean, I think it is, it's not easy. I mean, as I'm sure, you you know, you guys know, and I know it's like, you never get to the bottom of this subject. There's just so many niches and, you know, each platform has its own way to be successful. But uh, I know for us, like our company, we don't do it all ourselves. We have a digital marketing company in Maine and and they have a bunch of relationships with people like, you know, there's a, a company that we deal with that's a Pinterest expert. They people in different niches. There's an SEO person, right? So I think, you know, to some level as, as somebody that's managing that, you're sort of a generalist, but then you do need to find people who are specifically smarter in the niches within it. But then also just reach out for help and just say, hey, it's, I'm not seeing what I need to see. What do you see? And how would you guide me through this? Well, Mike, we really appreciate you coming on the show. If, if somebody wants to reach out to you and connect, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, sure. I mean, one way uh, certainly is LinkedIn, which I would tell people on the business to business side is a phenomenal network that, you know, just find me Mike Fody at LinkedIn. If somebody wanted to email me, my email address is just Mike F. Now this is really long at innovate, I-N-N-O-V-A-T-E building solutions.com. That was my mistake to make that email address like so long that, you know, if it was by all, you'd be doing great on it. You know, you make a lot of money, but real long. So. That's great. Well, again, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.